Hello, Ed Vance for Advance Auto Parts here. Welcome to Ed Talk Radio. Today's episode, how to save at the pump. Short answer, Advance Speed Perks. Slightly longer answer, you can use your Speed Perks points at participating Shell stations to save money on fuel. The more Speed Perks points you have, the more you can save on gas. Then you can tell everybody you saved at the pump. People love that. Okay, thanks for listening to my Ed Talk. This is how we advance. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Yay, yay. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm in the building. Old school. I am an old school kind of guy, though. You are. I, I, I mean, I'm not as old school as Kenny, but Kenny, you look younger than Stricky. I tried to. You, I, I thought. I mean, I thought I was still looking good. You look good, good. <laughs> I try. Yeah, you know, but I be seeing you getting your workouts Workout, in. Steam, steam work. Bad, bad eating. Ah. but no drinking and smoking. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't say that. Cigar would be in my life. You know, I'm. I'm Michael. I'm, I don't think I do it like Mike Jordan, but no. I do it. I'm, some of my favorites. I'm a Padron guy. Padron. Like Padron, uh, twenty six, sixty four. I like Oliva Milano. You drink Tito's? I'm a, I'm a Tito because I don't want all the sugar. That's what my brother drinks. I drink that little Tito. I don't really necessarily like Tito, but I'm a wine guy, so that's to mess me there up. There you go. I do the wine. But nonetheless, we on old school. And uh, Kenny, man, listen. Um, XFL's about to jump off. It's going to be interesting. That's what I wanted to get your perspective on because um, – you know, Dwayne Rock Johnson is taking it over. Obviously, he he understands Showtime better than others, being that he's been in the entertainment game, whether it be with wrestling. He is a football guy, so he definitely understands it. Played down there in Miami. Um, takes over the uh, the XFL. XFL was starting to make a run, and then all of a sudden COVID hits. Boom, it goes out the window. But one of the things I like about what they're trying to do in their affiliation with uh, the NFL is they're trying to – Use it as a, I don't, I don't want to say guinea pig, but they, they, they want to do some things in the XFL to maybe give a, you know, a little test market to see if it's some things that they can implement. Um, I know, I think they're trying to get back to the receiving game and allowing the receivers to be able to, you know, make their, their attempts to, to break something open. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully they're saying they're making it safer. You know, what what's your perspective on the USFL, uh, the XFL, for football players, um, and, and throwing the Arena League? I think it's a, a lot of opportunities for guys that don't get a shot at the NFL to get film. Mm. To get film. You, now you got more film. So if there's injuries in the NFL – they may you may get called up, but as long as there's opportunities for guys to continue to play football, I noticed that when I talk to some of my ex football guys, they're saying, "I just don't have enough film." And it, and, and and people don't realize in in that game that huddle and all those different films mm-hmm. is that is that where no, people get it from? It's, it's just opportunity to play. Okay, okay, to continue to play, but you're also getting good film. 
against good competition. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like going to the CBA. I mean, you know, when you was in yeah, 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 yeah. going down. Yeah, yeah. You're still playing, but now you have film. Yeah. You're the leading scorer in the CBA. What are they going to do? You're going to be on a lot of people's call right up list. Do, 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 they, do, they, do they, I'm just getting football perspective. Do they put it on a board? Uh, is it based on need? Is it how can we find a diamond? What are some of the things that, like, um, you know, top it's, officials are looking for? It's needs. It's mostly needs. It's needs. And then you can, you can possibly find a diamond in the rough mm-hmm. in, in the XFL. You know what I mean? So you go there, you do what you're supposed to do, keep your nose clean, you ball out, you'll get a shot. Question, you played in Canada? Yes. Tell me the unique differences about Canadian Football League and, you know, because I know you only get what? You get two downs. You get two downs to make first down. To make first down. So so the movement part is what throws me all the way. Everybody can move if you want to. So tell me some of the unique differences between the Canadian Football League and 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 the pro. First and foremost, it's a wider field, longer field. Okay. So there's a it's longer too. It's longer. Okay. Yeah. So and the end zone is longer. Mm. End zone. The goal. The goal post sits on the goal line. Okay. And the end zone is twenty yards long, deep. So you got to cover. You got to really. And cover. You get a guy running that you've got a ten yard head start, full speed. Your eyes who can run a stop or a dime, a drag, whatever he yeah. wants. So your eyes and your feet got to be one hundred. So so if you're if if you're in the NFL and you're in the offices, what type of players are you looking at in the Canadian Football League to potentially bring over? Is it quarterbacks, mostly skilled players, probably not defensive linemen? Not defensive linemen. Okay. Not old linemen. Mm-hmm. It's mostly skilled players. Mostly skilled players. Receivers, DBs, safeties, linebackers. Mm-hmm. Um you may get a DN that'll get a shot. Like I played with a guy my first three years when we were in Sacramento, then we went to San Antonio. Then they 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 canceled the teams in the states. Mm. He went to New Orleans. He lasted in New Orleans five years, but he was an interior guy that could wreck shop. Yeah. So now he he lasted five years with New Orleans. So it, it, sometimes they'll look for for interior guys, but you have to be balling. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's the skilled guys. Um, there's been some changeover, some turnover. Um, I know you've talked about this on a regular basis, but I blessed to get the privilege to have these conversations with you now that I'm hanging on a little longer here on the old school. Um, Let's think about it like this. Nebraska right now. We know that they have some areas of deficiency, especially on the fronts. In the front line, O-N-D. We got a lot of returners um, as far as in the defensive back. Mm -hmm. They got some veterans Veterans there. there. Um, The linebacking core. Veteran. veteran. Two veteran. Now, do you feel there's enough depth there, being that injuries have seemed to prop up, crop up with them uh, on that defensive side as a linebacking court? The guys that are coming in, is there anybody that just just you now being not necessarily internal, but uh, on the outside looking in, is there anybody that we brought in that you, you think maybe we could keep our eyes on in, in the spring? I think the spring is telling. Mm-hmm. You just have to wait to have the spring ball to see. Hundred over a hundred recruits right now. There's, Kenny, there's, there's can we a lot. get down there? Going to have think to. You, so you think the spring is really going to be a good telltale as to who's going to stay and who's going who's to go. go? Okay, yeah, that's that's your that's your your what do you call it? Uh, when you when you trying out for a play. Yeah, that's um audition. That's your oh, audition. That's your audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is your audition. Now it starts doing off season workouts. Yeah, mat drills, but then once we get into spring ball. 
That's that's your true audition. Mm-hmm. I believe we have Jay Foreman on the line. Jay, you with us? You am I? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah we got yeah. you. Yeah, what's up, fellas? What? I hear you guys talking about the new Huskers coming in. All. Oh, 150 new players they got, man. <laughs> well, not hey, what... hey, man, I look at it like this, man. I remember I met the uh, late, great Kirby Puckett, and this is when I back. I was trying to play baseball strict. That lasted as soon as I had first saw my first change up and curveball. My dad said, bro, get the hoops and hit people, right? But Kirby, hey, Kirby Puckett said, hey, man, ain't nothing wrong with striking out. He said, hey, the more times you swing, the more home runs you're going to get. So that's, what I, that's the way I look at it. They keep bringing cats in. Sooner or later, some guys are going to hit. But I'm going to tell you one name right here. Kenny. I'm listening. And E. Strick, a.k.a. Stricky, K-Dub. You know what I'm saying? Dylan Rogers. Okay. The linebacker. Inside linebacker. He's a freshman. He's a freshman. He's a freshman. I'm not done yet. Okay. I'm not done okay. yet. I'm done yet. I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about gotcha. his, future. His, mind, his mindset, number one, is he loves football. Yep. Number one, he loves football. Number two, he's big enough. He's a legit big enough. And the way he's built, he's, he's got density to him. So that means coming out of high school, he's probably trained the right way to where he's not so much, uh, like you like to say, Kenny, he doesn't have a bird chest. Yep. He's got some thickness to him. So right there, just now everything else, now now the pressure falls on the coaches to get the best out of him. I'm glad you, um, Jay, sorry not to cut you off, but I'm glad you, you brought him up because he was one of the guys that I was fortunate enough to get right. to know in the recruiting process, and you said the key word. He loves football. Oh, see, that's good. He loves football, and he has the body and the frame and the work ethic. Yeah. And he has good people, too. Yeah, yeah. He has good, good, solid people behind him. Yeah. Humble people. That's good. So, so, so Jay, I'm going to keep my eye on that, definitely. Spring is on the way, baby. It's right around the corner. Um. One 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 thing, uh, Jay. I wanna I wanna talk about these edge rushers. Uh, mm-hmm. I I, I want to just say personally, I've been dis- disappointed because <laughs> I come from that generation. Go ahead, Rick, bring it. Go, go I, ahead. Tell it. Listen. Tell it like it is. Okay, let me hear you. Let I've me hear what you got. I've been real disappointed, man, because you know y'all y'all did the cowboy uh, bring me up to achy breaky heart me and pump me up on Ocean and and all these other. DNs and oh, so forth nah, and so nah, on. Nah, you, I come from nah, DNU. Yeah. I'm used to seeing tailpipe. I'm used to seeing yeah. Dante Jones, Ooh. Trev Albers, Grant Wistrom. I'm used to seeing Debo. I'm used. I'm I'm used to guys Travis Hill. I'm used to seeing cats coming off the edge laying woo. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. disappointed. I need to know right now in old school, Jay, who coming in, whether it be freshman or to the senior grade is someone I need to keep my eyes on and with the possibility of getting this stuff done. I need some work. Right. Well, first of all, my name was my name was Ben and I wasn't in it on that conversation. I was I kept it all the way 100 when it, when it, when you go out there and just get a guy and then not use him to the best of his uh, capabilities. But I think the one guy that comes to mind is Jamari Butler. I think he's uh mm. one thing I like about Jamari um, he's de- he's dedicated himself, you know. Um, everyone, he really took it, started to take it real serious when I was down there, and I saw improvement even last year in the spring. Um, he wants it. Um, he's a tough kid, you know, and he's very, you know, he's been in, in Nebraska for I think three years, but he's very green to football because he's a basketball player by trade. So when I used to talk to him about rushing the passer, I talked to him in basketball terms. 
mm-hmm. you know, hesitation, mm-hmm. Euro step, stutter and go. Mm. And now he now he thinks he has a little bit. I, I think he has a little bit more, um, you know, tools in the, in the in the toolbox. And so it, right off the rip, it'd be him. But there's so many, and you just don't know what a new coaching staff how much they're gonna really. Um, I would say give these guys a chance, but you know, you bring in that many guys, I think you just you got me that, but you know, you got your kind of eyes set up. But I think Jamari Butler is a guy from a height, weight, size, speed, mindset, truly competitive, um, and played well at times last year. And he he has flexibility in it, I mean, I guess if they do run this three three five, that he can actually be on the ball and actually he can play stack linebacker as well. And kind of like an MJ Sherman. Now look, I don't know how healthy he is. But out of all the guys that they've brought in from Florida, uh, the Juco kid, I think, is a year away. I think he, 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 he from being 6'6", to, uh, 45, I think, he has some good knee bend and ankle bend and flexibility. I mean, he, he's a, he'll be a, a year away. Um, but MJ Sherman is the only one that has tangible tape that if you Google, you actually see him playing football um, and done pretty well down there in Georgia. Uh, but I don't know where he's at physically. But you know, Jamari Butler would be the first guy that jumped off the off the mind right here to um, hopefully make a splash. I, I second that on on that on that Jay. Uh, just watching uh, Jamari. Now he went into the portal, and then yep. and then came and, back. And, 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 came and, back. And came back. So you know, they must have did something or said something that that he liked. He didn't feel comfortable because he was he was on his way out. But um, just watching that kid, the way he he handled himself the last three years. Uh, as 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 a key, as a pr- player, now you remember now he left his freshman year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he left. He wanted to leave, and he came back. He was one of those guys that came and then he left, but he came back. You know, so I think the watch the watching him the way he's handled himself the last two and a half years. I, I agree yes. with Jay. He's gonna if he's given his op- if he's given it an is. opportunity, right? He's gonna be a guy to watch. That's All right. You, if you, uh, what, what I mean is, if you just put him out there without any like, uh, you know, preconceived notions or yep. any type of bias, yep. he going he going to end up number one yep. because of what Kenny said. But here's one thing about Jamari. Here, here it is. You, you have to be straight up with him. Just straight up. I've been telling you, and that's a great thing for like for me and I know Kenny. You, you can't come sideways with him or try to give him. You know, don't try to smoke screen him. Mm-mm. Um, and maybe it's the way he's brought up. I don't, I, you know, obviously I didn't, wasn't in the whole initial recruiting process, but I think the more that you, I guess in, in quotations, kept it real with him, the the more he received it. And then once he knows he can trust you, he will run through a brick wall for you. And so mm-hmm. I said this and I keep saying it when sometimes, you know, no different in the NFL or college, when you take over a program, that doesn't mean that there's not good players. That doesn't mean there's not, championship type of diamonds in the roughs or guys that you can take to the next level. I still don't believe Nebraska is a rebuild. I think it's a reshape or a reform or whatever Retool. you want to call it. And um, because I, I don't, I, I just don't, I mean, I could give you a, two or three reasons why, but also I feel like if, if you're coming into a place now, granted, it has to be within reason. Nebraska going 13 or 14 and no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is getting to six wins at Nebraska isn't that hard considering the schedule where you're at the location the support fan base and the opportunity uh i wouldn't say isn't that hard winning a football game is hard but in this circumstances you if you know what i mean kenny mm-hmm. 
it, 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 you're not moving heaven and earth right now. And that's not to dummy anything down. And that's not to say that, you know, put the pressure on anybody. That's just truly what I feel uh, in the confidence that I would have if I was if I was in that position. That's that's dope. Let's move to the offensive side, because um, I, I'm, I'm not going to say right now. I think the possibility of a um, competition is there. We still don't know what's going to happen with Casey. Uh, what are some things you want to see from Jeff Sims, uh, being that he's seasoned, he's coming over, he's been quite yeah. on top of, of that. But then on top of that, when you look outside, losing Trey Palmer, you've now lost uh, Alante Brown. Um, Marcus Washington is really the only guy still that's left with some some full seasoning. But you got some guys, some pieces that are coming in. Um, who on those secondary pieces can emerge and challenge Marcus Washington as a one? And and where, where do you see the competition thing, and what would you like to see from Jeff Sands from both of y'all? Well, Go ahead, Kenny. Because we just don't know what, what Casey Thompson. Well, we don't know what the sur- you know what the you know surgery is going to do as far as him and, and getting. Him my, my understanding is Sims is hurt too. <clears throat> oh, really? He's not going through. <clears throat> he hasn't been doing anything with the team, from what I understand. Okay. So you have him, Casey, Chuba, and Logan Smothers all out. Wow. wow. Man, hey, if I'm wow. Torres, if I'm Torres, I'm looking. Hey, hey, what, what's the dude? The Wally, Wally Pip, ain't that the dude? The, the, then uh, the dude took over Wally Pip. So hey, I'm Brock Purdy looking right now. I'm like, I'm watching everything he did. I'm like, yo, so you, I'm the Brock Purdy of the Huskers. That's so, the way I'm looking. So you have Harburg and 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 and, and Torres. Mm, and he's got a big arm. And he's got a huge arm. Yeah. So that that speaks for the quarterback room right now. Right now, those guys aren't going through spring ball as much. Mm. You may get Casey late in spring, but right now that's what you got at quarterback. Wow. And if you're talking about receiver, you know, you lose Alante, you got Marcus coming back. Get Betts back. Is that something just you, I mean uh, just still don't know. Bet, still, Bet, Betts is like a like like a uh you know to be honest with you, I coach a couple of kids in basketball with Betts. It's like, you know, if you see them walk through the gym, it's all good. You know, then you then you happy. I think he's gonna be a bonus. I think if Betts die, I think right now he's he, he's got one foot in, and I think you know he got one half of his body in. He's got a the half of the other half in. Well, if he goes all in, then you're you're really you're really cooking with peanut oil, like they like to say. But I think uh, Marcus Washington is the only guy that has I would say like tangible product productivity. Everybody else is either coming off injury or what if, and but that also is leans to a lot of opportunity. And yep. again. Well, you asked about outside rushers, right? Straight. Yeah, yeah. Now, edge. Now, oh, I want to see the edge. Right. Yeah, you said edge, right? But then you now you asked about the edge on the offensive side of the ball, with is the wide receivers. The two positions that they pretty much brought in the most in this offseason was edge and receivers. And so, you know, the opportunity is there. And it's going to be interesting to see how you manage that. 16 guys on scholarship plus walk-ons plus the tight end room that needs to find somebody that's going to step up uh, or, or actually two or actually ideally three and four um, plus other, you know, specialty positions. It's going to be interesting that the pitch count guys are going to have because uh, you know, and I know strict if you, you know, in basketball, if you're not getting the rock, no rhythm. Right. And so right. it's going to be interesting to see how they structure practice, but then structure practice reps to see who's uh, fits in where, because there is a lot, a lot of bodies and competition. A lot. I mean, Anything of that? Where the reps going to come in? Mm-hmm. Unless you do it like we used to do, you have four full teams practicing at once, right? 
Right, Jay? Yeah. Yeah, 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 you, can't, yeah. you can't have just one team practicing. Yeah. With... No. Well, no, see... you can't you can't, you can't do club med and people standing around. This has no. got to be full fledged. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather have four stations. Yep. Go on a rotation, going at it, and practice for an hour and fifteen minutes. Then two and a half hour practice. We're standing and only around. about and only forty guys practice. This has got you got a smaller roster, I think, right as far as uh, total, and uh, or will be a smaller roster, and so we just got to be efficient, and that's what. Matt Rule is known for being efficient in everything he does and, and more detailed in the CEO. And so that's what I think that they're kind of, I'm, I'm sure they have some sort of plan uh, to, you know, to make it right. Before we get out of here, um, I just want to give you a quick example of what you just said. Um, it, 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 when you have a lot of people, and I, I remember going through my first uh, camp with the Dallas Mavericks, and we were very guard heavy. Um, it was the blessing for me was that more guys got hurt at my position than they were able to field a team. So meaning they were pushing me at the point guard position, but at the point guard position, there was like four of us. It was Derek Harper. It was Jason Kidd. It was another person. It was me. And there's no reps there. Cause you know, Jason and right. Derek, they, they getting it right. So guys got hurt. Uh, Jimmy King got hurt. Other guys got hurt. And it's this is what you're going to have to see from those specific players, and this is what I'm talking about. I'll play. I'll guard Jimmy Jackson. It's those guys that are going to step up, step in, right. and then and then show and prove their versatility and 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 the expansion of their games. That's that's only that's what helped me to get on because right. my ability to take care of another space that they didn't think in their head that they had for me enabled me to be more valuable and that helps you to get on so who's going to show value because you're not like you said if you don't have equal inequality of reps if they're not doing it the way who's going to show and prove and how are you going to be able to do that it's not only going to be that strict i know we've got to go to break but it's not only who's going to go out there and say go against uh uh you know hardzog or whatever and try to prove themselves there but who is going to be the first one to hold their hand up to be the gunner on, on punt team yep. and be the, you know, be and don't just be right. an R1 or L1 on kickoff. What type of big receiver says, you know what, I'll be the R3 or L3 where you're going to get in a little bit more physical confrontation on special teams. Who's going to step up and say, hey, I'll be, you know, the up back or the wing back as far as on punt team or I'll be the hold up guy in the interior on punt return. So mm-hmm. that's where the value is going to come. come on. And, and that, and that falls about. on to uh, Coach Foley. But, you know, we got to go into break. Um, the three – oh, hold up, man. Hey, listen here. We, listen here. This is it here. Okay, it's a Friday. It's Michael Jordan's birthday. It's the day before the national holiday. It's, it's myself, Dave Drouse, and my man Brody B. Mac McIntyre's birthday. But would you ever have thought in the, in the state of Nebraska, in the city of Lincoln, the capital – that you would have three brothers on the radio right now, one on the internet right now doing things crazy. No, I ain't been drinking. I've been hype man for nothing right here. Jake Foreman, E, Strickland, A.K. Stricky, Kenny, Will Height, old school with Austin on the ones and twos. I know Austin's is cringing right back there. He want to hit the button on me. But we are going to break right now, 93.7 the ticket. We're going to be back, and I'm about to bring it because I'm hyped for them Hellcat Huskers, man. I'm telling you. Them Hellcat Huskers are for real. Can you know about them Hellcat Huskers? Yeah. Oh, he ain't even hype. We got to hype him up here. We'll be back in a couple minutes. <laughs>